Have fun plans for the outdoors? Make the memories last with the best outdoor coolers and drinkware. Celebrating 10 years of cool, Orca was founded in 2012, born from the idea of making a hard-sided cooler that beat out all the rest. Orca coolers are built to be as strong as the adventures you take them on. That's why they have a lifetime warranty while giving you world-class maximum temperature retention. Orca's drinkware offers the same high quality, keeping your drinks icy cold or hot for hours, and they look great while doing it. Their stainless steel vacuum-sealed tumblers and martini cup are perfect companions for your next outdoor adventure. Go to orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off. Orca, make it last. Someone was out throwing a spear last weekend. What did you do? They were at a Spartan obstacle race. These are 5K, 10K, and half marathon, and even longer races, but with obstacles along the way. Wall climbs, monkey bars, barbed wire, and yes, even spear throws. It's incredible, the people, the energy, the support, and the camaraderie. Get out there yourself. You'll be glad you did. Get a group of friends, coworkers, even by yourself. Use code SPARTANDAD, and you will get 25% off of any Spartan race. That's code SPARTANDAD at Spartan.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser-edged glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should, too, at distilleryproducts.com. What's going on, bud? Man, technical issues around here these days. <laughs> it is. I can't even talk. It was a good 20 minutes of Zeke trying five different ways to connect to this meeting. You know, I, I <laughs> we all know I'm not the swiftest knife in the drawer, but I mean, that was brutal. I'm not even sure what happened. everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's trick of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day i'm sorry if you had a cold open prepared the technical difficulties kind of changed everything it threw a wrench into everything but i just have one question before we get sure. into this we don't have a lot of time tonight this is going to be another one of those quick episodes i was gonna do a listener mailbag we'll see how far we get in i'm a little worried that the technical difficulties might come back but how does your girlfriend feel about the cold open with Tim Heisler being all about her? All I got was laughter, so I'll leave it at that. Man of little words, <laughs> Zeke Baker. So how was your big date, your big Netflix and chill? I mean, I wouldn't just call those dates, but you know, it was a good time. Okay. I won't make you talk about things you don't want to talk about anymore. Hey, I mean, I did win at golf on Saturday by one stroke. I'll consider that a win. That's good. We're already starting to freeze up again, y'all. This is going to be like the shortest episode of Dad Shrinky Bourbon ever. We had some listener questions in the mailbag. I've been doing this thing on Instagram that I find fun because I feel like people interact more if they know it's completely anonymous. So there's this thing that you can use and people can anonymously ask you a question. There's a thing that you can pay for. It's like 10 bucks a week and you can get hints to see who said it. The hints aren't even like going to let you know exactly who said it. So I don't even do that. So this is completely anonymous and we have a listener mailbag. I will tell you, I have a theory though 
that the app is asking some of the questions because some of them come up over and over again. Like every single time you do it, it'll say like, what's the worst advice you've ever given? And it will come up again. And then I got the same question twice. Like how much of a nerd are you on a scale of one to 10? So think I can weed out the fake ones and the real ones. But anyways, question number one for us with listener mailbag, any pets? I have two dogs. Zeke's girlfriend has a dog. I'll answer that question for him. Next question on here. Fall release season, excitement or dread? Cheers. I'll let you answer first. Neither. I mean, I know I don't shop enough at a store to pull enough weight to get allocated items, and I'm certainly not beaten down or how many ever the stores in Nashville trying to look at shelves and you know, talk somebody into selling me one. So to me, it's honestly outside out of mind. I mean, odds are the whiskey house or some of the friends going to have one. We'll get together. I'll get trim. If not, it's not the end of the world. But at this point, you know, I just really don't go either side. I'm with you. I hope that we get a sample of them. I'm on the lookout. I know I put our name in for BTAC every year to get the media samples and anything like that. But you know, neither one of us shops at a store like we once did. I think at the beginning we did. The other thing I'll say is with our families, like if it's a weekend Zeke has his kids or if it's just any weekend for me, I'm not taking time away from the family and going and camping out at a store or waiting in line for a ton of hours. Like I'd rather go do something. It's just whiskey. Somebody will have a pour of it for me. That's all I need. I don't need the bottle. I think once you get out of that mindset, like you don't need the bottle anymore it really frees you up all right next question on here zeke what do you think about orphan barrels the whole lineup you know, the thing from diageo or yes sir that's it um, i've liked them for the most part i mean i can't remember well i think forged oak i thought was really good and then what was the oh gifted horse i always thought that was a sleeper that Never got much love or praise, but was a really good drinker and luckily didn't ever had too much of a secondary market. I agree with you 100% on those two. I think Barter House I would put in there as well. Some of the rhetorics weren't bad, but there's a common theme for me when it comes to the whole Orphan Barrel line is I think there were some decent older ones and then they got into like Whoop and Holler and some of this other stuff and the things they're putting out right now are super overpriced. Like Gifted Horse when it first came out was a $50 pour. Forge Joke was an $80 pour. Barter House was an $80 pour. By pour, you mean bottle. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm still, so this is going to be cut out. This part won't be cut out, but what was cut out is I spilled a drink all over my computer. So as we're doing this right now, I'm taking paper towels and trying to dry my computer. So yes, $50 bottle, $80 bottles, respectively. I think it was the 25 or 24 year rhetoric that the first time it was like a $200 orphan barrel. And now some of them, you know, that one that was like 20 something years, that was an expensive bottle. Oh yeah. The older ones were really good. I enjoyed some of them, but if you could be a flavor bomb or if you could choose one flavor bomb in whiskey, what would it be? Some of these are fun because we have to interpret. So I'm assuming I can't just pick any flavor, but a flavor that would be found in whiskey normally. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing, I don't know, like maybe vanilla or cinnamon or spice or. I think I'll stick to one I've used many times and uh, go with cowtails. You're going to be a cowtails bomb. I mean, I think it's unique. I don't think about it's going to throw that out there. So why not? All right. What about you? 
can I be a gingerbread cookie bomb? That seems like it. You know, that's what that's what works for you. Or a snickerdoodle. I want to be a snickerdoodle. That's kind of my jam. That's it for the listener mailbag this week. We'll do another one here in a couple weeks. So moving on, let's talk about a whiskey that we haven't talked about in a while. We miss this gentleman very, very much. We really need to have him on the show again pretty soon, but that is Mr. Sean Josephs from Pinhook. And Sean was nice enough to send us out some rye money, and it's spelled M-U-N-N-Y. A little about this horse. The horse was foaled on March 10th, 2020. It's a chestnut filly, 16 hands, and she hasn't raced yet. But this whiskey was aged for 34 months. It is 20% corn, 60% rye, and 20% malted barley. It's 49.5% ABV, 99 proof, and it is distilled at Castle and Key for Pinhook. Any other questions? I kept it short and sweet and to the point. Didn't want to confuse you. No, you remember we talked about this when the sample first came in. I was asking you if both the bourbon and the rye had been flipped over to Castle and Key to still it, or if the rye was sticking with Indiana. But even tasting this, I think it was more than apparent from the get-go, this was not Indiana. I am so with you on that. It is definitely not Indiana, but what do you think about this whiskey, buddy? What'd you get? So what, 34 months, three years, basically, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's like two two years and 10 months. Yeah. No, I just want to make sure I, you know, with all the technical difficulties we've had tonight that I could at least still do simple math. You know, you never know what's going to go out next round here. Uh, let's see. My notes kind of bounce around a bit on this, but they're also simple, but sometimes simple is really good, I think, you know? I put down initially that it has rye feels, but it almost tastes like a young wheater to me more than anything. Definitely on the get-go, pick up some malt. There's a light oak component to it, but it's not char. It's just a a nice light oak that's in there. I wanted to clarify that it wasn't any kind of, you know, briny or bitterness from getting too much char early on, especially being a younger juice. And as far as the rye feels, um, I mean, it definitely has a singe that kind of gets on the outside of the tongue and the tip a little bit. Again, you get that singe and kind of feeling of, you know, peppery, I guess, so to speak, that, you know, is more trademark of a rye product than anything else. And there is just a little bit of faint mint, but I really didn't pick up hardly any of that. As far as I've, I was describing the main flavor I got out of it set in the middle of the palate, I would say toffee or brittle with maybe even like some dark chocolate with it. Um, and I thought it had a pretty decent viscosity as well for, you know, a younger product. I have one tasting note that I'm just going to say, I mean, I got some of the stuff you got there, but pickles, I was so excited. I got pickles on this, on the palate. And for me with rise and, and having, what was it? An old Carter rye. I think we had before that I really got pickles on. And I'm talking about this is back in the day when like Justin and James came over to your house and we had a, a big blind and there was one, it was like one of the first old Carters. I got a ton of pickles on it. There were some whistle pigs back in the day that I would get some pickles on. I love a rye when it tastes like pickles. I know you're looking at me funny, but that's what I get on this one. And I love it. Well, I mean, for someone that is claimed for since we're doing months, kind of fitting for well over 12 months now, that they just did not enjoy or get into MGP rye. MGP's biggest trademark note is dill. Dill's pickle. Hmm. I get more wintergreen and mint than dill. 
It's really, I, I mean, it's like when I get that wintergreen and mint, I'd rather chew gum than drink it. If I get dill, I'm happy. And I haven't got dill from a lot of MGP stuff in a while. You get that ingrown uh, hair you were trying to pull out? Like, it's really no, it's fun not, watching you. It's not ingrown. You know, sometimes you shave and like, you can always just feel the one that didn't get picked up by the blade. It just kind of hangs there. It like sticks out. Oh, yeah. I could, I could feel it with my thumbs. So I was trying to pull it out. And I finally got that damn thing. <laughs> good job i was looking at you like does he know he's on camera with me yeah i don't care between i don't know I, I guess i see your point but to me i would say they're so close that's kind of hard to delineate in my world and say like well that oh no it's not my jam don't want it no how no way you keep it or oh shit now this is my wheelhouse that's exactly where i want to be it's a fine line just like al pacino said it's a game of inches yeah, you know, one inch one way turns into wintergreen. One inch the other way, it's dill. It's right up my wheelhouse. If you say so. But then I'm also confused because I didn't pick that up at all. You know, honestly, to me, it tastes like, you know, a young wheater to where if the barrel's not, you know, supercharged, you know, all that junk gets in, it makes it, you know, briny and, and, and dry and whatnot. It, it just had like I could pick up the barley essence and then just a nice carryover from what I assume was the the barrel in there. And again, if I had this blind, I, I would say it was a young weeder, 100%. Well, I will let you know, this will make you feel better. And I hate to feed a narcissist ego. I'm going to feed your ego here for a second. So we just got a new review, which please, y'all, if you listen to us, if you enjoy us, please leave us a, an, an open and honest review that actually helps us a lot with whatever platform you're using you could put a review in but somebody said listen every week five stars the guys make it fun to get quick honest reviews of whiskey i've learned that my taste buds align with zeke to almost a t always taking his recommendations been listening for a year now and love the pair and that is johnny utah so thank you very much for that review it means a lot to us but it is the beautiful thing about us zeke that our palates are not the same some people will gravitate to me some people will gravitate to you i happen to get dill on this one you didn't i'd be interested what the people think like if the people are out there drinking rye money let us know if you get dill or not simple question yeah i mean i even almost uh messaged sean you know when i tasted it earlier just to be like hey like all right what are you getting here because i'll you know i'll play my hand i don't care but um, I'll play my hand. I don't care, but I just want to see like if we were on the same wavelength or a different one, because again, I mean, I, I really like this. I could drink the mess out of it, but again, I just don't get hardly much rye out of it. But to me, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you like it. I mean, that's the key at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what you know I get versus what you get. Did you like it or not? And for me, I really enjoyed this rye. I know we had one a couple of years ago that was a little more of that wintergreen that, again, fine line. We're riding the line. It's inches, but I really enjoyed this whiskey. What did you think, Zeke, at the end of the day? Oh, I, I thought I made it easily apparent. I, I would jump on this and enjoy drinking one and, and also share it with people to see what they get uh, being a rye. You know, plenty of folks always say, ah, rye's not my jam. I definitely would love to see how they reacted to this because I don't think it's textbook rye by any means. Agree. The beautiful thing about this is it's a $35 rye. So buy a couple of them. It's a good drinker. It's a good sipper. Plus, you know that they're always coming out with good releases. They'll have their bourbon release. They have their rye release over a pinhook. So plenty of good stuff to, to find there. This one is a winner for me. 
I thought it was a deal, not a winter. <laughs> You're so punny. Thank you, Sean, for sending us this bottle. Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. It makes it really, you know, it makes it really easy when we both just like it. And it's hard. Like, I don't want to make it too complex. It's like, hey, for those of you that don't know, we really liked this. We're just not trying to mess it up with the analysis part. It's a good, solid pour. And thank you very much, Sean Josephs, for sending this our way. Yes, sir. Thanks. And uh, hopefully he'll get back to town soon and we can uh, lock lock him down for an evening. I know we got to do uh, socket bombs again. Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Ricky Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Ricky Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.